Hey everybody, welcome to Raven House of Horror. I'm Raven, bringing you the 2011 movie and review of Cabin in the Woods. I'm going to get right into it. I seen this movie when it first came out in theaters and it was instantly a different type of vibe and different type of movie. And I came across it the other day and I was like, you know what? I know a lot of people seen this, especially if you're a horror, horror fan, and for newbies that haven't seen it, you definitely should see it, because I think it's a wickedly fun movie. So I'm going to start off with synopsis as always, go through the cast, and give you my quick thoughts on this. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Simple. Cabin in the Woods, been done a thousand times, but this one has a little twist to it that I like. It's a little different, and that's what made me enjoy it even more. We run through the cast with Kristen Connolly, who plays Dana. She's the lead main actress. Then we have Chris Hensworth, everybody knows him as Thor. He plays Kurt. We have Anna Hutchinson, Fran Kranz, who plays Marty. And Anna Hutchinson, I said her name, but she plays Jules. Jesse Williams, who plays Holden. Richard Jenkins, who plays Citizen. Bradley Whitford, who plays Hadley. Brian White, who plays um, Truman, the security guard. And I'll get to that in a little bit. And we have Eamon Ecker, who plays Lynn. Then we also have a guest appearance towards one of the scenes in the movie. Sigourney Weaver for you alien fans out there. She plays the director. So, like I said, this is a really good cast, especially for that time in 2011. I honestly don't know what everybody in that crew is doing right now except Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> but at then, it was a really good cast in 2011. So my thoughts on Cabin in the Woods is this is a bloody fun this is a bloody fun twist on a isolated cabin subgenre. Yes, and I say genre, genre, genre sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, this is like a little twist on a cabin in the woods type of type of movie. This one was like fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Like if, if anyone knows how to have fun with pop culture horror, especially in conventions and in movies, it's Josh Whedon, the writer in this one. I mean, just look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Avengers, you know, with the director, um, Drew Goddard. He's very, very good in this one. You know, craft a fun, a fun house of horror movies. Um, and like I said, this one is like any other um, cabin movie. It's like, you have to watch it first. I'm trying to explain and see how can I explain it like it's regular but it's not they do like a twist or something different on it like it's better if you like it's better going in not no, the less you know about this movie the the better it is to watch it like if you've seen it already you know what i'm talking about it's for the first time watchers don't like i wouldn't even look at the trailer really just go straight into it and it's super more enjoyable like, it starts off with like the young party goers looking to have a good time for the weekend. You know, the typical cabin in the woods scenario, but Drew Goddard turns this one and this subgenre into 
a different type of Cabin in the Woods feel movie. It's deviously fun. Besides from the really smart script, it's crafted well with suspense and some scary moments. Well, it's really scary if you're desensitized. Not too, sorry, not too desensitized to in horror. Like, like if you're a big horror fan like I am, like you've seen almost anything and everything, and it's hard to get scared. Like certain things don't scare me, and I should be, and I because I watch so much horror. But then sometimes you'll get like a little stupid scene in a horror movie, and it makes me jump, which is weird. But I, I love feeling that that adrenaline rush of being scared and nervous in a movie. Sometimes that goes away with watching so much horror. But like I said, this is a smart script and it's crafted very well with some good suspense and scary moments. And with the characters, you know, and this is another thing with this movie. Like, you know how you have characters that you're not going to like. They Either you hate them all, you want them to die, or you just got that one or two characters in the movie that you like, you just root for them to get killed. This one actually got all the characters like kind of likable, you know? So it was pretty weird. There's like, there's more likable characters in this in this whole movie, except you know, the people are actually running the whole cabin in the woods things, which I'll get to in a second, which I'm not going to, I'm going to dance around because I don't want to ruin anything for anybody because uh, no spoilers in this. Like, but like I said, the characters, as you have Chris Hensworth, he plays Kurt. He's the big athletic jock, but he's actually smart and a cool, nice guy. And then you have Anna Hutchison who plays Jules. She's supposed to be the slutty, pretty girl, but she's even likable as that, you know, she's not like a bitch or, you know, one of those arrogant type of people. She's a fun girl. And then you have Jesse William. He plays Holden as, you know, he's another athlete. He's a supposedly be a transfer athlete that came to play with Kurt. And he's supposed to have like the best hands in the country in football. But he's like a really, really smart, intelligible, um, intelligent, lovable guy. He's very smart. And then you have like the pothead, um, Franz Kranz. He's like... He's a very smart, intelligent, and actually a cool, nice guy. And then you have um, Kristen Conley, who plays the main. She's supposed to be the virgin who isn't the virgin, but she's very lovable, sweet, and nice. So it's like all these characters, you're like, there's no real backstory on them, but you get to know them a little bit as the movie goes. But they're all likable characters, and you just don't want none of them to get killed. And this movie, and this this movie provides plenty of little scares and good moments. If you into that, if you're not, like I said, if you're desensitized to it, then um, it's not going to probably be that scary. But it's still an amazing watch. It's very blood fuel. You know, it's not like Evil Dead blood fuel, but it's got a lot of blood scenes and situations in it. The actors play. The actors are great in it. You know. You got you know mainstream actors. The talent is the level is up to level ten. The visual in this one was well done. You know the darkness of the forest and the cabin and the creepiness of the monsters are well done. You know they look very badass. Even this ones that are CGI, they look very cool and wickedly badass. So definitely give it just for the visual and the funness of the movie. Definitely see this. It's playing actually on Tubi right now. If you and Tubi's a free, you know, platform. So you can go there and watch it. And then you have um, but the real fun part of the movie, those are the those are the serious cool parts with the the kids. But the real fun part of the movie, if you want the comedy relief, you have Richard Jenkins and Badgley Whitfield. They they hold down the fort with the laughs. Like they're basically like this big enterprise that's basically 
basically the main plot is like they're trying to have these gods, the underworld gods, these giant gods that made or created the earth or ruled the earth to keep them from coming up. So they got to do blood sacrifices of people like of a movie genre type thing. Like you got to have like a virgin, you got to have like a slutty girl, you got to have like the popular person, you got to have the stoner. And it's, 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 it's stupid, but it's fun and it's cool. They make it work and it's serious and it's not serious. And it's, it's just a really fun watch. So they got to do these blood sacrifices once in a while and create, and it's going on all around the world in Tokyo and Indonesia and everywhere. And they all communicate with each other and they got to put these horror situations together and see if these people could survive it or not. And the ones that die, it like, it goes into this like kind of statue, like this blood ritual thing. And it appeases the gods. And if not, the gods are going to come up and kill and destroy the earth, you know? So that's, but they're the relief part of it. And down down in that area, it's fun, it's cool, and it's everything's going on. And they, they betting on who's going to die and everything. It's a morbid, twisted job, but it's like it's doing it for the greater good of the earth. But, you know, sometimes they have feelings for it, but then most of them are just kind of like dickheads and don't give a shit. I guess they're like desensitized to what they've been doing for all these years. Like I could never do that type of job. I'm just not that type of person. So like I said, this is a great watch. And I say definitely give it a one-time watch. And it's definitely, I've seen it at least five, six times. So it's definitely more than a one-time watch. It's a fun movie. So I'm definitely sure if you've never seen it before or if you had seen it already, you definitely, I bet you've seen it and gonna see it more than once. And that's my review on the cabin in the woods i would like to say a lot more but i'm just dancing around a lot of things i don't want to give any spoilers away there are going to be movies at times where i give maybe a little bit of spoilers but because sometimes it's hard to actually get my point across or what it's about but this one is just like it's just fun to go see it i enjoyed it and i definitely definitely will watch it way more time so as always as i give it my rating i would definitely give this one four raven wings out of five and like I said, definitely give it a go if you haven't seen it. And as always, at the end of all my casts, I like to give some trivia if I find it. So this movie had a lot of different type of trivia, what I found out on. But I'll just read a few. So I, I know some may like, some may not. But, you know. So here's one. The Terminal Coffee Mug Bong you could use who watched the movie already and who those are going to watch it. You'll know what I'll talk about when you do. The thermal coffee mug bong was a fully functional mug and bong as portrayed in the film. The prototype, which cost $5,000 to make, which I wonder why it cost $5,000 to make a thermos that, a thermos that turned into a bong that turned into like a weapon. Hmm. That's what, I don't know. All right, here's another one. The field rituals from other countries are referenced to various classic movies and monsters. The Kyoto ritual is a reference to Ringu, the ring. Wendell's Aries ritual is a reference to King Kong. The Stockholm ritual is a reference to John's Carpenter, the thing. The Madrid reference appears to reference Dracula. I didn't get that reference though, but now that they say it, now I can I get it. And only ones that only use that watch it would understand that that one. When Jews kiss the wolf head on the wall, the wolf's tongue 
is covered in powdered sugar to give it a dusty look and to make the scene tolerable for Anna Hutchinson. Yeah, she makes out with a dead wolf head. It's kind of pretty erotic. Josh Whedon and Drew Goddard wrote the script in, in just three days. And that shows, not in a bad way, you could tell they had so much fun in this freaking movie doing this. And and it and they just and they just banged it out. Because this movie is so fun. And even if you look in other reviews and go on like I guess IMDB and other review sites, it gets high ratings. This movie is just, it rocks. It really does. Um, what else? After the film was shelved due to the studio's bankruptcy, after director Drew Goddard and producer Josh Whedon had little faith in it until Liongate saw the finished film, loved it, and picked it up and re-released it. I didn't know that it was actually shelved. And then Lionsgate bought it and released it. And thank God they did because it's a freaking wicked movie. I'll give you guys one more. The being with the... The being with the golden spear is named in the credits as Fornicus, Lord of the Bondage and Pain. <laughs> and you'll you'll figure out who that is. All right, I'll give one more. The floating head monster was played by the movie special effects makeup artist David Leroy Anderson, Heather Langenkamp's husband. So yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a lot of trivia. You can always go look it up. But um, and there's a lot more to look up if you want. You're interested. Like I said, this is a great movie. The monsters look wicked. The CGI is good. The real life FX on it is awesome. So give it a go. And as always, you can check me out on Instagram at Ravens underscore horror, and on my podcast Instagram, Raven underscore House of Horror, which I put out a lot of quick either vids or pictures of movies that I seen that I didn't podcast yet or not gonna podcast. But there's so many movies out there, and you can get it out there. And my TikTok, I put up some vids. Um, I'm working on my Twitter page right now, and I'll give you that handle soon. And also, my I'm creating a Facebook podcast page for Raven's House of Horror podcast, where I'm going to have vids and reels and stuff up there. That should be a go very soon, within a week. So keep watching, keep listening, keep looking, keep supporting. Thank yous. This is Raven, and Raven is out. Oh, another thing. I have more interviews coming up, so definitely stay tuned to that. And some collabs with some special guest people that's going to be on doing some guest star um, reviews with me. So thanks for listening. Raven is out now. <laughs>